Knowing what to post on social media for your business, when to post, how often, it can all be so overwhelming. And then the social networks constantly change things up on us, right? Want that problem to go away? Join thousands of entrepreneurs who get my daily social media marketing tips direct to their inbox for free. Each day, you'll get stories, tips, ideas, and inspiration so you can do better social media marketing, all designed to drive revenue and profits in your business without it taking up all your valuable time. And of course, if they ever aren't valuable anymore, you can easily unsubscribe at the bottom of any email. Sign up now while you're thinking about it at dailysocialmediatips.com. On today's show, we're sharing six ways to grow your audience with a challenge. And if you've never run a challenge in your business, you're going to want to after this. And even if you don't, a lot of the stuff that we talk about can be applied to all kinds of different marketing strategies for your business, the psychology behind it. All right, let's get into it. There's no wrong way to be an entrepreneur, and that's the dirty little secret the business gurus don't want you to know. They want you to do things their way, but their way may not be your way. The key to success is finding the strategies that work best for you. Welcome to The Six Ways with Jerry Potter. And welcome to episode 14 of The Six Ways. Every week, we bring on a smart, innovative guest that is thriving in their field of expertise to share their best tips with the rest of us so we can all achieve our entrepreneurial goals because I believe we all do better when we all do better. Uh, this is both an audio and a video podcast, so if you want to switch from one to the other, you can find the link in the description or show notes wherever you're watching or listening. And also, I know your time is valuable, so while you're there, there are timestamps for everything that we are talking about. So if you want to jump ahead or revisit something, those are there for you as well. My name is Jerry Potter, founder of 5-Minute Social Media, and I'm excited today to be joined by Lydia Brown, who is the founder of the Banish Business Clutter uh, and helps entrepreneurs organize their digital systems, simplify overwhelming tech, and create profitable online businesses so they can live life with more freedom than impact. And she helps business owners grow and launch with online challenges, which is why I'm excited she's here today. Welcome, Lydia. Thanks for having me, Jerry. So excited to talk about one of my favorite topics. Yes. So first, can you, for anyone who's not familiar or just sort of make sure we're all on the same page, define what a challenge is in this context? So a challenge is, is really a launch strategy. So it's a strategy of bringing people into a, a community for a short period of time with the purpose of opening your cart to some sort of offer, program, product, course, membership that you sell. And it's a way to connect with that audience during that time so they can get to know you, get to know uh, what you teach, get to have all of the things we're going to chat about today. But when you open that cart, it really increases the number of people that purchase your offer. So they're a lot of fun and a very strategic way to increase sales in your business. And I would say most challenges probably fall into three to five day mm -hmm. range. Would you say based on I what I always you say do three to five days. You know, so for a lot of people, four to five days is that sweet spot, but they can absolutely be shorter. Okay. And I know some people, before we get into our six ways, will put a challenge on Evergreen. I'm just going to ask you point blank. Have you ever seen that work? Well, I actually have done that. Okay. Um, it doesn't work in the same way. And I always do challenge launches live first. In fact, I recommend live launching them multiple times. But we have found that even our live challenges can be turned into an evergreen challenge for those who don't necessarily want to wait for your next challenge, especially if you're only doing them one to two times a year. Uh, we do currently have an evergreen challenge that is running 24-7. So hmm. it can be done. 
Okay. Well, and technology obviously keeps getting better and better. So, all right. So six ways to grow your audience with a challenge. Lydia brought three. I brought three. Um, and our question of the week from Leanne, we're going to get to which is better for launching something, challenges or webinars. And so make sure you listen uh, and we'll get to that after we share our six ways. So six ways to grow your audience with a challenge. Number one, Lydia, you go first. Definitely the quick wins that you're offering to your audience. This is one of the magic of challenges because so many people are struggling with time right now. They want to achieve something in their business or they want to reduce something that's stressing them out in their life, but they may not necessarily have a lot of time to achieve that transformation. So what a challenge does is it gives them the opportunity to have a quick transformation. It's one of the magics of challenges. It helps them achieve a result in a short amount of time. And so those quick wins do a lot of things. It increases belief, not just in you and what you teach, but it increases belief in themselves. And we have found that a lot of people who decline purchasing your offer don't necessarily decline because they're doubting you, but they're doubting themselves. Am I really going to be able to do this? Is this system formula or roadmap really going to make a difference for me in my life? And so those quick wins allow them to to literally experience something that makes that difference. So I'm going to share a few examples. Um, if you're in the health niche and you were doing a like four days to kickstart your morning routine challenge, then each day as you're teaching a topic, you can give them quick wins. So examples might be a five-minute stretching routine, um, a hydrating morning drink like lemon water that they're going to commit to, um, a simple 10-minute meditation or breathing exercise, um, a balanced breakfast recipe. Like these are examples of the quick wins that you can give your audience. They're not, they're not something that are going to take them hours to implement. And just by them actively participating, it makes such a difference in that result. And you can do this whether you're in the finance niche, business niche, um, relationship niche. There's so many ways that you can foster quick wins within your challenge, which of course builds your audience. Yeah. And I love that you brought up belief in themselves. And, and one of the ways that I'm going to share here in just a second um, ties back to that. So I won't give it away right now, but love that. All right. Uh, next up, number two of six ways to grow your audience with a challenge. When you are creating your challenge, a lot of people focus on what do I want to teach? What do I want them to learn as they go? But one thing that I would do before that, if you are planning a challenge, is step back and ask yourself, how do you want them to feel? And so I talk about this a lot when creating social media content as well. Um, people, there's that quote, I think, from Maya Angelou, says people will rarely remember what you said, but they will always remember how you made them feel. And so when you are planning your challenge, you might go, okay, I'm going to teach them A, B, and C, and I'm going to focus on these things. But really think about how you want them to feel as they go through it. Now, of course, as Lydia mentioned, you want them to feel more confident that they can do it. And so there's feelings like that. But there's also, you know, do you want them to feel camaraderie with the other people, which of course is important for most challenges. Um, but do you want them to feel Silly, goofy, like I run a challenge every year called Content Camp, and it gets a little silly, and it's a, you know, it's a camp-themed thing, and I broadcast from a 
tent, or at least it looks like a tent when I'm streaming and I'm wearing the dorky hat and all of that. Um, do you want them to feel fun? Or is it a more serious, is it a more somber thing? If you were doing a challenge around becoming a better parent, yeah, you probably want them to be, you know, have some fun and maybe be a little bit loose, but at the same time, they need to take that a little bit more seriously. So really step back and think about how you want them to feel uh, as they are going through it. Sometimes even before you decide what you want them to learn is what I always recommend. Love that. Yeah. So, um, all right. Next up, number three, six ways to grow your audience with a challenge. Lydia? So this ties in so much with what you just shared. And I really feel that it's all about building those authentic relationships. And unlike, you know, our 30 second reel or even an hour webinar, you have the opportunity to build relationships with your audience over days of time. And this is huge because people no longer have that feeling of, you know, well, they're just wanting me to buy something or they're just wanting me to follow them. It's like, no, I am in here with this challenge, with you going through this journey with you. And so they feel such, such a connection with you and it, it increases that perceived value because you're not just sending them something that they click on and go on their merry way, right? They're, they're yeah. getting to form a deeper bond with you inside this challenge. So it's not just about the content of the challenge, like you said, but it's about their experience and the rapport that you're going to build because you're potentially going to be doing Q&A sessions. You're going to be answering their questions in the community. You know, you're, you're not just letting them go off on their own. You're there answering their questions and really building a relationship where they're going to know, like, and trust you. Well, and I love that you brought up this because this is, I am a, I am a webinar fan and we'll obviously talk about this in our question of the week here in a, in a second. But um, one of the things that is great about these multi-day challenges is it is the opportunity to spend a longer period of time with them. Even if all of the lessons are shorter than a webinar total, it's that time they get to absorb and realize things and, and all of that. So yeah, absolutely love that. That's perfect. Okay. Um, all right. Up next, uh, number four of six ways to grow your audience with a challenge here in just a second. By the way, this episode is brought to you by dailysocialmediatips.com. You can join thousands of other entrepreneurs that get my daily social media tips direct to their inbox for free. And if at any time they become unhelpful, you are in charge. You can unsubscribe with a couple of clicks. Uh, simple as that. So if they ever stop being helpful, I want you to know that you always have that right. But I encourage you to join these other entrepreneurs and sign up right now at dailysocialmediatips.com. All right. Number four of six ways to grow your audience with a challenge is mapping out what you want them to believe or what I've started saying more recently is what you want them to realize. In marketing, we talk a lot about changing beliefs and I know that some people get uncomfortable with that. Like, well, I don't want to, I'm not looking to change somebody's beliefs. So I've started saying, what do you want to help them realize? And so if you're starting any challenge, start off by writing down, what do they believe right now? What does your person believe right now? And then what do you want them to believe at the end? And this may not be related, to, well, it'll be related, but it's not exactly uh, what you're teaching. So for example, in my content camp, we teach business owners how to generate a list of proven content ideas designed to actually drive sales from social media. And so that's what they're going to walk away with. That's that promise. But within that, I'm also hoping to help them realize that social media does not require 40 hours a week, um, that social media can be done without an ad budget, without you know a, a big team, 
or without having to have a lot of tech know-how. You know, there's all these different things around social media that are roadblocks for people. And as you said, I'm also helping them realize they can do this. And a lot of that is behind that. So if you're mapping these out, what I always like to say, there's usually three sets of beliefs that you want to help people kind of adapt from. One is what do they need to believe about your industry? Especially if you're doing it different than most of your industry, it is an amazing way to stand out. Second, what do they need to believe about you and your business? It's no like and trust, obviously, but there's more beyond that. And then that last part, like you said, what do they need to believe about themselves? And sometimes it's a deep-seated, like, I can do this. But sometimes if you're selling a t-shirt, it's just, that t-shirt will fit me, right? Or that couch will fit in my living room. And so those are kind of those three categories. But map out those things you need them to realize by the end in order to want to buy your offer. 100% agree. I, I always share, I, we have an A, B, C, D, E formula for, for content, but A is awareness. Um, B is belief because belief is so much of this process. People don't understand that for someone to make a decision to buy something, how much belief matters in all those areas you just shared. So I agree 100% with that one. Well, and what I've been telling people too is it's it's not about getting somebody to say yes to your offer. It's about getting them to run out of no's. Mm, Every purchase good. we make, we think, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? Yes. What about this? And if we eliminate all of them, and if they're all gone, then, you know, we're usually. In. Yes, so. you handle those concerns, objections kind of before they happen. I love that. Yeah. All right. Next up, number five, six ways to grow your audience with a challenge. What do you got, Lydia? It, to me, it's all about the community and shared success. Another spectacular, magical thing about challenges is they're not doing this process alone. They're inside a community with like-minded people who are all working towards the same goal. And there is something so, um, talking about belief, something so much more for them if they know they're in the journey with others. So it's not just their struggle. They're not the only ones that are having a hard time with X, Y, Z. They're in this group where everyone's saying, yes, this has been so hard. Yes, I want to make a difference. Yes, I want to change this. And now they're in there working together. In fact, I find that a lot of people, if they were to buy necessarily a course and they have to go off on their own and do it, how many of those people don't even finish the course? They don't even log in, but inside a challenge, they're getting all of this feedback and interaction and engagement with other people who are saying, oh my goodness, I did what you said on day one and here's how it impacted me. And everyone's like, what did she do? I want to, I want to experience that. And so, right. Yeah. Big time. Big time. And so they're, they're in there with their peers in real time. Um, in fact, one of the challenges we do is called Challenge Launch Bootcamp. And it's literally a challenge on how to run a challenge. So Very think bad. about it. Yeah. They're, they're now in there and they're sharing what their challenge title might be, what topics they might teach, what their goals are for their challenge. And to me, this, this is like social interaction in its best organic form right? You're like building your brand, building your community, building what I call groupies, like people that are going to be so loyal and connected to you because they were a part of this group experience. They're not just going through something alone. Uh, so I love this one. <laughs> the, yeah. And I've run multiple challenges over the years, but the first time I ran the content camp challenge, 
think we had about 400 entrepreneurs in there. And the promise at the end of that first one was you're going to have 50 plus proven content ideas. And so people were sharing their ideas and getting feedback. And on, on the last day, when I came on live, I just had, I hadn't planned on it, but just in my head, I just went, oh my gosh, we created 20,000 content ideas this week, right? Because it was 400 times 50 people. And people were just like, oh my gosh. And, and it wasn't planned, but it was one of the, it was that moment where you just go, yeah. wow. And it couldn't happen in almost any other launch strategy except this because of the reasons that you just described. Mm -hmm. Love that, Lydia. Yeah, so well put. All right, up next is number six, six ways you can grow your audience with a challenge. Uh, in When you run your challenge, invite your past or current clients, students, members, whoever they are, and encourage them to invite their people as well. So there's two parts of this. Invite your past people because what's going to happen is when you have new people that come into a challenge, and the whole point of this is to grow your audience, they don't necessarily know you, like you, trust you. They're just there. They're brand new. But if they see other people already there engaging, I always like to say, like, you know, I, I usually run mine in a Facebook group. And I always like to say, nobody likes to be the first one at a party and nobody likes to be the first one to comment on a post. And so if you can fill people with these people that are already fans of yours, it makes a massive impact. They basically become walking testimonials throughout your entire challenge. They feel special because you can sometimes call them out. They get deeper clarity on you know, whatever it is you're teaching, even if they've seen the lessons before, which is great. And then that second part is invite them to invite their friends as well, because again, we're looking to, to grow that audience. Uh, perhaps you do it with an affiliate arrangement, which is what mm -hmm. I do now, where other mm -hmm. people can invite other people and then they get a commission if people, you know, buy on the back end. But filling your room, you know, imagine if you um, if you go to any kind of performance at all, like let's say that you are putting on a play or you are, you know, doing stand up comedy or improv mm -hmm. or whatever. And 10 percent of the room is people that already love you. That energy in there is going to be so, so different because. It's, you know, that that whether it's laughter at a comedy show or applause, it's all infectious and it makes a massive, massive impact. This is a must do. So I agree that, that you in fact, for, I, and it didn't hit me when I first started doing challenge because you think, well, all of my alumni who have been through my program, why would they need this? And yeah. the, the tr truth of the matter is they do need it because we all need those times where we have extra accountability extra energy and, you know, effort towards something. But exactly what you said, I realized that bringing the alumni in again was huge for that validation because they are literally in there commenting on all of the people's posts going, oh my goodness, you're going to love what Lydia shares. You're going to love what she's going to teach you because they know what's coming. And yeah. so having them in there and have, I, you don't even have to prompt them. They will just do that. And yeah. so I love the energy it brings. I love that they're in there, you know, just really giving you just natural testimonies to their experience, which obviously creates that validation for everyone else in the group. So definitely make sure your past students, clients, members are inside that challenge with you, 100%. And it, you know, sometimes just saying, hey, this would be helpful if you can join is all it takes. It doesn't necessarily take mm -hmm. having an affiliate or commissions yep. or anything like yes. that. And the other thing you can do, depending on how often you run your challenge, like I generally run mine once a year, um, you can easily just add something new. Like our most recent content camp, all of a sudden, we're also going to teach how to do it better with AI because that's yes. the new thing, right? Yes. So 
Um, so that's that's all it takes, and and they will show up, and they will love on you, and they will put on a great show for everybody yes. else that there is there, which is great. So, and by the way, if uh, any of of my audience is hearing this, and you think I only want you there to help me make more sales, no, I also appreciate having you there, and I think you're going to get more out of it. Of course, and it it really does spark that motivation back in them to get back to what they said they wanted to accomplish from your program, right? We all kind of fall off of our own habits sometimes or things we know we should be doing. And so it brings them back in a way that's way more fun than just, okay, I got to log into this thing and get started again. Yes. So, yes. Yep. And I, I'm, I am very transparent, you know, unless somebody in my membership says, what's your social security number? I'm very transparent what? about just about everything. Oh my. Um, but there are times where sometimes I'm pulling back the cur curtain. I was like, okay, well, hang on. Let me just, I just want to clarify this uh, here really quick. But in, uh, in my signature course, uh, one of the modules, I basically show them all of the stuff that I used that probably helped them want to, you know, mm -hmm. realize that they wanted to be part of the program. And it was kind of mm -hmm. weird that first time, but I think transparency is more important uh, I than do anything else, and mm -hmm. which is, you know, part of the theme of this show. So, all right, we'll do a quick recap here in a second, but our question of the week from Leanne, which is better for launching something, challenges or webinars? Lydia, what would you say to Leanne? I do feel like this is different for each person. So I have never one that says this one way is the best way <laughs> because yeah. webinars still work. There, there's no doubt about that. I mean, if webinars are working for you, I would say don't broke, don't fix what isn't broken, right? Yeah. Webinars are awesome. But I do encourage people to consider a challenge because it does create a very different experience for you and your audience than I think a webinar does. So a webinar is really them participating in a chat with you, but they're still participating very passively in that they're hearing what you're saying and they're taking some notes, but they don't have time to now implement something you're teaching, try it out and report, right? And that's what I love about a challenge. They literally have days to implement things, to try things out, to communicate with others who are going along this journey with them. And I feel like it just gives such a different experience. If you've been struggling to sell things with a webinar, a challenge could open up an entire new world for you because your audience, I think, is going to feel that perceived extra value. And it really, I always say, challenges help you convert cold leads to customers with ease. Nice. Um, because nice. I really feel that way. I've always launched with challenges. I've done webinar launches as well, but my most effective launches are with a challenge. So for me personally, it is my top choice, but I feel like every entrepreneur needs to decide that for themselves. So webinars versus challenges. Uh, what I always like to say is if you haven't done either, challenges are kind of nice to start with because you have room to make more mistakes because you have multiple days. You can mm -hmm. adapt as you go. Now they can in, in some ways be more work, although I could argue mm -hmm. the amount of time that goes into a good webinar could, you know, be 10 times as much time as, as putting on a, a, a pretty good challenge. But, but you have more, you know, you can, you can get people signed up and they come the first day and then you can make tweaks for the second day and there's yes. more personal connection, all that. A webinar, you're spending all this time to trying to get people to show up at one specific time, and then you got to get it right, and that's it. So that's well, where I'd I love to share a quick story. I actually launched my entire business with a five-day challenge. So in March of 2020, I had zero people on an email list. I had an idea for the course I was going to create. It was not mm -hmm. even created, 
And I decided I was going to do a five-day Vanish Business Clutter Challenge, created the most simple landing page known to man, and shared it with everyone I knew personally, everyone I had ever been in contact with. And I said, I'm doing this Vanish Business Clutter Challenge. It's free. It's going to be in this Facebook group. I didn't even know what I was going to be teaching at that point. I was like, just come join me in the challenge. <laughs> that was literally the start of my business. And we went from zero to our first 400 subscribers. And on day five, I opened up the cart to my first program, the Digital Clutter Cure, which has, was not even built. But I said, here's what we're going to be covering together over the next five to six weeks together. I launched it at an introductory price and I got my first 95 students within six weeks of launching my business. That's awesome. I yeah. can't imagine that having had happened with a webinar. Yeah. Well, like it was the challenge that built all of that. Because you built your social proof in real time. Real and time. So they are easier to get started. They can happen in Facebook groups. Sometimes the tech can be more complex with a webinar. I will tell you, though, I think it's great for all business owners to experiment with both of them mm -hmm. because there are some people that will never sign up for a five-day challenge because right. it sounds like too much time, but they'll happily show up Tuesday at 1030 for an hour or whatever it might be. 100%. Um, and then the last thing, too, uh, Leanne, is there is a best of both worlds here. So usually what I do with my challenges is I will essentially teach a webinar partway through the challenge. And so um, if I am running a challenge, let's say Monday through Friday, and I'm going to open cart on Thursday and it's going to go into the next week, um, middle to the end of the week, I'll reach out not only to people in the challenge, but also people who didn't sign up and just say, you know, hey, if you're in the challenge and you've fallen behind, would it be helpful if I teach this whole thing in an hour? Mm -hmm. And if you didn't sign up, but you've been hearing about it, you know, do you want to come to this part where I'll teach the whole thing in an hour? And so I will then turn around and teach basically everything and make the offer in a webinar within the original container. And it, because you've already got the content, for it's me, easy. it hasn't been a lot more work and mm -hmm. the conversions are great. And then you have both. And that's the example of what I, so in Challenge Launch Bootcamp, I teach a basic better or best challenge. So I love, I try to explain to people, you can do more of the scrappy version your first time out where it's just the bare bones of a challenge and like I did in my first challenge and have great success. But then yeah. each time you do your challenge, you improve it. And like you said, I eventually added a webinar to the challenge, like you said, yeah. because that captures those who didn't have time for the five days. Those on your list that didn't register for the challenge can totally join that webinar and it just increases sales tenfold. It's, it's amazing combo. Yeah. Yeah. It can be fantastic. So, okay. So thank you for the question, Leanne. Uh, six ways to grow your audience with a challenge to recap. Uh, Lydia pointed out, make sure to give your audience a quick win. Uh, number two, focus on how you want them to feel before you focus on what you're going to teach. Uh, number three, build authentic relationships, not only with the people in your challenge, but facilitate so they can build those relationships uh, with each other. Number four, uh, map out what they believe now versus what you want them to realize by the end, because that's part of the transformation that gets them ready to buy your offer. Uh, number five, um, grow your audience with community and shared success. Again, they're all doing it together. They're encouraging each other. Make sure that you foster that so that it happens. And number six, is uh, invite your current or past client students or members to be there. It's usually good for them to revisit anyway, but also they become your biggest cheerleaders and they facilitate all kinds of amazing things that happen inside. So uh, Lydia, what was your favorite of the six? And by the way, uh, it's you can pick your own. It's not doesn't have to be awkward if you if you pick your own. OK, well, I, I love them all, of course, but I do love the community and shared success because 
for, for me, that is what makes me happy as an entrepreneur, working together with a collective group of people, all with the same goal in mind. So because that's my happy place and I've seen how effective it is to helping people connect, not just with me, with each other, but with each other, that's my favorite one. Okay. Uh, I am going to pick uh, the first one you gave, which was give your audience a quick win. And a win doesn't have to be necessarily a big, like, oh my gosh, I got 10 new clients. I mean, that would be amazing if that happened on day one, but it could just be as simple as them realizing something. Realizing or something. Or them, you know, deciding that they can do this or anything like mm -hmm. that. But it's so, so important. So I love that you uh, shared that one. So. All right. Um, if you want to take a deeper dive into any of those, you can go to the sixways.com slash one four for episode 14, the sixways.com slash 14. And uh, if you want to learn more about challenges, uh, Lydia has this great resource. It is a challenge launch checklist. You can get that right now at banishbusinessclutter.com, banishbusinessclutter.com slash checklist. Of course, we'll include a link to that as well as other ways you can connect with Lydia in the show notes and description. So some really awesome tips were shared today. Remember, we all do better when we all do better. So if you know someone else that would benefit from this episode, take a second, uh, send it to them, share it with them so that we can continue to help entrepreneurs around the world thrive. Next week on the show, six ways to lazily grow your email list. And if you enjoyed this episode, check out six ways to trick yourself into being more productive. That was episode number four or six ways to improve the next thing you launch, which was episode number 13. Links to those, of course, are in the notes wherever you are watching or listening. So remember, we all do better when we all do better. So keep helping each other out. And Lydia, thank you so much for being on the show today. I loved our conversation. Me too. Thanks so much for chatting with me about this. And I'm looking forward to your upcoming challenge. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And don't forget to sign up at dailysocialmediatips.com to get the same powerful tips and strategies that thousands of other entrepreneurs enjoy receiving direct to their inbox each day for free. Just the first couple emails you get have completely transformed the way some business owners look at their social media marketing. Want to see how? Sign up now at dailysocialmediatips.com and we'll see you in the next episode.